0: You're watching and listening to Fat Bidet Knows Everything. It's called Fat Bidet Knows Everything because I just just know everything. Okay, this week what I want to talk about is the national budget that has been tabled in parliament and now it is being debated. This week's episode is brought to you by Frame puffs from Gula Kegri. Okay, we know that parliament is going to session about two weeks ago, or last week lah, early last week, right? It's going into its second week now. And if you watch my previous Fat William Knows Everything episode you would know there was a little bit of a political crisis. If you follow the news, you would know there has been a little bit of a political crisis with the intention of the government to call for emergency. And then the Agong said no, cannot call for emergency. And he wanted to provide the table of motion of no vote. Uh, they wanted to table a motion of no confidence towards the prime minister, and that didn't happen either. And the Prime Minister is scared that the budget will not be approved when the Agong said you cannot declare emergency he wanted all the parliamentarians to actually agree on a budget now I actually wrote an article saying that there is no unity budget right now because just because the Agong says that the budget has to be approved doesn't mean that the current government right now can just come up with any kind of budget so that it gets approved, like just gets approved without any check and balance. No, I don't think that was supposed that was what the Agong meant. I think what he meant was everybody needs to come together and discuss. Whether you're the government or you're in the opposition, discuss and come up with an, with a budget that everybody can agree with. But no, the government went about doing their own budget. They consulted with the opposition, they invited like a small committee, you have a meeting for a couple of hours. None of the, the things that the, the opposition proposed was actually incorporated into the budget. And the opportunity said they're not going to pass a bill like that they're not going to pass the budget if it's you know, none of their proposals is going to be in it so now here's the thing the budget has already been tabled by our finance minister Tanku Zafro. a lot of things have been said about it will it actually be passed can it actually be passed right you read the news The opposition has been criticising the budget. One of the biggest criticisms to come out of the budget is the 85.5 million ringgit allocation for JASA. Now, JASA is, used to be under the Barisa National uh, Government, used to be the propaganda machine of the government, north of Barisa National. But since Pakatan Harapan took over the government, they had, you know, they shut down JASA. But now it looks like JASA is back. Although the government says it's not supposed to be a propaganda machine, but who knows? They can do anything they want with 85.5 million ringgit. So the opposition is not happy with that. There are other things in the budget that people are not too happy about as well. Now, I'm not going to comment about it here. You can, go, you can go and read it in the news. right? Even members of Barisan National like... Uh, Najib Razak, right, every time I'm going to mention the name Najib Razak, I'm going to say Najib Raza, right? Has also criticized the, the, the budget, right? So what's going to happen now? Now, here's the process, right? When the budget gets stable, when the budget gets stable, it will go through the normal process of any bill that is going to be passed and debated and tabled in parliament, right? It's tabled and then they'll go for two, three readings um, debated again and then and then the MPs will start voting if they want the budget to be what they want the bill to be approved or not. So it's only been a less than a week since the budget was stable. Um, we are going to see it being, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be debated again for several more weeks, maybe a month, maybe even two months, see how long, right? Uh, uh, for first reading, second reading, maybe even a third reading before it is passed. Now during this period. It's called a debate. So the MPs can debate it, and it doesn't mean that the budget cannot be changed, right? So take note, Perikatan National, you can still change the budget and accept amendments made by other parties, right? Discuss in parliament. This is the process where you're supposed to do it, right? Now, some right-wing media in Malaysia, news organizations right-wing news organizations right the ones who are kind of supporting the government that, that that's in power right now they have been trying to accuse MPs who would not vote who would vote against on um, the, the budget by saying that they are they, they are not putting people first they're not putting the country first they're putting their party first and they're putting politics first I don't see it that way okay MPs can vote however they want to vote depending on how they feel that bill is Okay, of course, these politicians and MPs, when they vote, they need to think of the people lah, right? Now, I would say, use this opportunity to discuss and change the budget. Well, not change, but amend the budget, fine-tune the budget until everybody is happy and everybody can agree to the budget, to everything that is contained in it, right? Then put it to a vote, and if everybody is happy with it, it, they can pass it, right? Because if they don't make any amendments, I think it is every right of the opposition, or anybody who is criticizing the budget, to not vote for it. Even if the Agong has said that it needs to be passed, because like I said, I do not believe that the Agong said just pass it how it is, right? I think the Agong really meant that everybody needed to discuss. Now, what happens if it doesn't get passed? Now, if it doesn't get passed, this is going to be the first time in history in Malaysia where a national budget is not passed. And when it is not passed, It is a big show of no confidence towards the Prime Minister most probably if that happens I'm gonna predict that there will be fresh new general elections right because it just means that the government has no control and the Prime Minister uh, has no authority right nobody has confidence in the Prime Minister it means that there's no support because this is the national budget right so it's gonna be elections but if it does get approved then the government can continue because if it's not approved, then there's no budget, right? How are you going to How are you going to move? How are you going to move forward? Yeah. So, I am actually. This is my call. This is my call out there for all the MPs and all the politicians. We've already had no say. Malaysians had already no say in the last year about anything, from um, from the Sheraton move. The Malaysian public and people had no say in it. Then after that, the meridian move, they announced to do, Malaysians had no say in it. The declaration of the intention to declare emergency, the people had no say in it. The Agong said, cannot have an emergency. Actually, you know, the Malaysian people had no say in it either. Now with this budget, do the people actually have a say? Now, that's my call. La. Listen to the people, put everything aside, just debate this properly. And adjust the budget to something that everybody can agree on that is good enough for Malaysia and good enough for the people at this current time right yeah okay so that's what I want to that is what I wanted to say today for those of you who are listening and watching what do you think (coughs) do you think our MPs are mature enough to set everything aside and actually come up with a unity budget that can satisfy everybody's needs in Malaysia let me know what you think okay comment below Let me know. I really, really, really want to know what Malaysians out there think. Okay, so now, we're going on to the segment where... uh, It's not the segment where I highlight something that I find interesting, but I'm going to answer a question that one of you out there has posed to me. Right now, one of my viewers on YouTube... uh, Let's see. It's called... Shabkei Hidayat posed a question to me on one of my videos wanting to find out what I have to say about the U.S. elections. I can tape a whole different whole separate episode about what I think about the U.S. elections, but I'm not gonna do that because I don't know. Maybe I don't feel so passionate about it. Like, it's a different country. <laughs> it's not my country, right? But I do understand why a lot of people around the world find it relevant at uh, the US presidential elections, right? Between Biden and Trump and all that because the you know, US is a superpower. They're one of the big economies in Malaysia. They are one of the big economies in the world, right? So they have a lot of influence Right? So, whenever there's a presidential election, and it depends who gets elected president, it affects everyone. Because remember when Trump was elected the president of the US, it affected a lot of people! Well, I, I remember I was in a flight to the US when uh, Trump was just elected. I was, in a, I was in a flight going to Los Angeles. Uh, I was going there for a... I was workshopping a film. I was going to LA to workshop a film, right? Thank you for the support. The uh, US Embassy in Uh and. President Trump signed an executive order, right, to ban visitors or, or people coming in from seven Muslim countries, right. Uh, and as soon as, I didn't know, I was in a plane, I didn't know it happened. As soon as I landed in LA airport, right, um, in the Los Angeles International Airport, I landed. I saw lawyers, I saw people protesting, people crying and all that. Apparently, some people who arrived from these seven countries, they were not allowed out of the airport, right. Uh, and I, I arrived into LA, uh, at the LA airport. To like protest and demonstration. Then I found out that he had signed that executive order. See, so it what I'm trying to say is that the US has a lot of influence in the world. So, yeah, so I guess it is relevant if you do want to talk about the presidential elections in the US now oh, I'm gonna link to the I, I did a, I did a documentary okay about the protests at the LA airport uh, I'll, I'll link it here you know in the card section uh, and you can or you can search the YouTube channel look for it right uh, it's under the we the people playlist uh, so I don't know I see that there is not much difference between the United States and Malaysia right now uh, if you see how the elections came out yes Joe Biden is won uh, by a clear margin but not necessarily a landslide. And you can see that the country is actually very, very much almost equally divided. Okay, there are two parts the country now. The country is divided into two. And I think Malaysia is exactly the same way. Right, uh, we are very, very divided. Uh, look at the number of MPs in parliament and who is supporting who. Apparently, Mohidin's government, Perikatan National, only has a two... Constituency two seat majority that is a very, very unstable government. Uh, In the US, it's slightly more stable, but still, you know, still quite in the middle, you know, and it means that the country is not united and it's very clearly, clearly apart, right? So, like Joe Biden said, and Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, (laughs) Kamala Harris, right? The vice president has said that it's time for them to heal, right? Uh, I think Malaysia needs to do that too. Uh, I really think that we need to call for fresh elections, right, to put the people back into power, into having a say. Uh, This is Malaysia lah. Now, in the US, I've always said that one party who is the ruling party cannot, right, cannot have too much of a majority because then they would rule almost with like full power and that's crazy, right? There needs to be slightly more of a balance between the ruling party and the opposition, but... In Malaysia the two-seat advantage is just too small and that just makes it too unstable okay too unstable and that shouldn't be either so (laughs) I don't know I'm of the opinion that we need to call for fresh general elections up in the US it's not so bad right but still divided and I'm hoping to see that look I like America I grew up there for a short amount of time during when I was a kid and I've visited the country many times uh, and I don't know, a lot of my, I, I'm, I'm influenced by America, right? So I still see it as a country that I do like and I, I, I want the best for them, right? So yeah, that's my take. I, and I hope that in the next four years under this new president and vice president, this new leadership, that things will improve for them. You know, fix the things that were, that were broken the last four years, right? So yeah, that's what, that's, that's my take. So, Shakir um, Hidayat, I hope that answers your question. Okay, so that's it. Alright, you've been watching and listening. Whoa, 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 whoa! Thumbs up if you like this video, thumbs down if you don't like it, comment, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on all our social media platforms, it's at fatbidin or go to fatbidin.com to get everything you've been watching and listening to Fatbiddin Film Club. I've got three kids, one wife and me to support. So you've got to like you know help fund my life. So you actually can go to the Fatbidin e store right? I'm gonna link it below, I'm gonna link it below, right? And you can get actually like fat-bidding merchandise, right? And most of it are well, actually books, uh. I used to sell DVDs and films and all that, but hey, everything's available on YouTube now. So now if you want to get fat-bidding merchandise, it's mostly books. So I've got books here, I've got books here. See? See? See like this book? This is called uh, The Adventures of a Carelight in Afghanistan. It's a graphic novel, see? See? Graphic novel which I uh, wrote. Uh, and illustrated with my with my buddy, Apan right? Uh, it's a non-fiction one It's about my time in Afghanistan shooting a documentary for a month uh, when I was there You see, see, I'm a war journalist, right? So it's a really good book, right? Uh, I've got this non-fiction novel It's called operation nasi kerabu finding patani in an islamic insurgency this book i wrote because i spent like a spent some time in southern thailand where there's a war there you all know there's a war there right in patani right i shot a documentary there which was banned for broadcast but hey they allowed me to publish a book and if you get the book there is a qr code at the back right there's a qr code at the back which allows you to watch it for free online Oh, where's the QR code? Where's the QR code? Ah, there's the QR code, right? It's online, meaning you scan the QR code, you go to my YouTube channel lah. Okay, um, I've got another book, this is called Journal Dad, The Chronicles of a Journalist Who Happens to be a Father. It's a, it's a compilation of my articles, my column when I was writing for the Malaysian Insider. It's all about like, me being a journalist and raising a family at the same time. It's really funny, it's funny, it's funny. My best-selling book. Liberal, Malay and Malaysian Writings of a Walking Contradiction This is a compilation also of my uh, column in the Malaysian Insider This one focuses more on like politics, race, uh, demonstration, democracy and religion and things like that It's funny too All my books are funny because I'm a funny guy, right? Yes, I am And if you like films I sell this book. See, I wrote this book with my buddy Wan Chun Hong. It's a guide to filmmaking, indie filmmaking. Uh, every chapter talks about one aspect of filmmaking and it, every chapter also interviews one like a uh, really prominent Malaysian filmmaker. It's really good. You can get all these books at the Fat Bidin e Come on, feed my kids.